0: You're listening to Science Boobies, culturally insensitive quantum physics and space-time stuff, with your hosts, Jen and Brian. You can find us on scienceboobies.com, that's right, boobies.
1: Hello, and welcome to Science Boobies podcast, the only podcast that can guarantee, promise, and deliver boobies. I'm your co-host, Brian. Um, Along with me, of course, um, is my uh, other co-host, Jen. And we're going to be talking about some really cool shit this week. Um, If you have any show ideas, definitely check us out on uh, scienceboobies.com. Email us any show ideas that you have, and and we'll discuss them. So let's get right into it. How was your date the other night?
2: Oh, it was... uh... Good.
1: Good. That's great.
2: <laughs> yep, I made dinner.
1: Yeah. And what did you, you guys tasty?
2: eat? A piece of steak and a salad.
1: Paleo. I'm impressed.
2: Um, I am not adhering to the paleo diet. I'm I'm highly scientific, so I've actually tried different things in my life and I've read a lot of different um, – things on the subject of diet. So I'm like always kind of trying to evolve my eating style to be most optimized.
1: But I mean, the paleo diet is pretty much the most evolved you can get.
2: Well, it's not accurate because we've been cooking our food for much longer than they claim that we have.
1: Well, no, the paleo is not talking so much about cooking the food. It's talking talking about eating uh, cultivated grains. So if you look at the time that we've had to get used to things like uh, dairy and the, time, and the time we've had to get used to things like grains, our bodies haven't really got used to grains yet. So um, you can eat things like meat, fruit and vegetables, and even dairy, and your body can can, can deal with it. But um, the grains actually have things in them, uh, like not antioxidants, like anti-nutrients or whatever, that actually make it harder for us to digest nutrients that actually uh, are almost irritants, um, evolutionarily exactly.
2: speaking. Is that why you posted that <clears throat> wheat was Satan on Facebook?
1: No, wheat is not Satan. Grains are Satan. All grains.
2: Oh, yes. All grains are Satan. Okay.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Trying to bring people over to our side, are you?
1: Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Making
2: you're a mad. nice, friendly statement that everybody can relate to and easily well, get on board without doing too much more research?
1: Nice, friendly statements are not your forte either, so I don't know why you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Somebody's got to do the nice statements because we both know it ain't going to be me. I don't need to do research
1: (laughs) because it's self-evident. If I'm in the woods, Jen, I'm going to see fruit. I'm going to see greens. I can pull off a tree or or a bush. Um, I can find a squirrel and and stab it with a spear. Um, I can find a goat and start milking it. But I'm not going to sit there and plant an acre of wheat. That's not what I'm going to do. So, just using that, you know, simple analogy, that's what I'm basing my diet on. Is things I could find or create Well, it's a
2: violation of proper dieting, so I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't adhere to the paleo diet or any other diet that was in specific contradiction of the proper diet teachings. And what, it's not and true that all grains are just categorically terrible. It it just it's more yeah, but, it's a much more complicated question than that.
1: Well, but but generalizing is is way more fun, and plus you to to make a cool T-shirt, you kind of have to generalize. So that's why the T-shirt says that.
2: Oh, okay. Um,
1: Yeah, because it wouldn't really look as cool if it said most grains are Satan, or um or hybridized grains are Satan, or high gluten um, anti-nutrient grains are Satan. I just say grains are Satan. This way, anything that looks.
2: There is a risk to genetic engineering, but the bigger risk is. Putting pesticides on on food, so it's it's a two it's two things together. They have GMO things that are then designed to be able to use this Roundup pesticide that basically just kills everything, and they just try to legislate to get more of that to be legal to be in the food supply. So the real issue is well, their their bigger issue I think is the pesticides.
1: I think that's not the biggest issue, Jen. With all due respect.
2: Well, I think saying that with, <laughs> with all due respect, saying all grains are Satan is a little bit ridiculous, considering a lot of people do eat a lot of grains and they're fine. Obviously, um, there's a difference between grains the, laden in chemicals and you know more naturally grown grains.
1: With all due respect, Jen, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you. Um, most people that eat grains are not fine. Um, they're suffering from what uh, some would call colloquially uh, wheat belly and... Um, they're suffering from memory loss, um, inflammation,
2: obesity. How long have people been eating wheat for and how long have these things come around for? It's obviously a consequence of pesticides
0: regardless
2: no. of any genetic engineering because they were already doing genetic engineering to some extent uh, before now. Like they were always picking the more.
1: Jen, like I, would rather,
2: afraid, I would rather eat. Genetic I would rather eat.
1: That I would rather eat all my food um, sprayed with pesticides. I would live longer and healthier than if I ate wheat and sugar, but only organic. I'll outlive you any day if, if, if that's the competition.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Possible.
1: Now, not all, not all of us, Jen, are blessed with um, um, a, a nymph-like, uh, super slender, can dance between the raindrops body like yours. You know, some of us have to struggle, like myself, to lose weight. And I will say, ever since I stopped eating grains and sugar, um, I'm regularly losing a little over a pound a week, actually. And, might I add, I don't have to diet. I don't have to watch what I eat. I literally eat anything I want, as much as I want, and I just keep losing weight. And I feel better. I'm less foggier in the day. I sleep better because I, I have kids when I wake up in the middle of the night to feed them. I'm less groggy then, too. And this is all from just taking away any and all added sugar and any and all possible grain. And what's funny is if you take away the grain, that also takes away like 99.5% of all junk food because it's almost impossible to make junk food without sugar and grains because what you're left with is berries and fruit and meat and, and green leafies and uh, and nuts.
2: So and the point is you it. can't be sure if what you cut out of your diet is wheat or the pesticides on wheat, right? And since the only well, thing that's changed about wheat in the last little while is, A, more pesticides, and B, uh, genetic engineering. But so we're not
1: talking about pesticides. Right? So you, this is uh, this we're not like talking a fraud. That's
2: the actual issue, right? If you actually want to understand why, like, because eating a bunch of wheat, because you're attributing weight loss now to not yep. eating wheat at all. Absolutely.
1: Not eating wheat and sugar, well, partially because it's not, it's not so much the things I talked about with the, with the anti-nutrients and everything and the bitterness in, in wheat are only part of the story. When you eat lots of wheat, you get into this 90-minute hunger cycle where you, like, you have a bowl of cereal, and then an hour and a half later, you start screaming, running around, running around the house going, oh, I'm hypoglycemic, I need a candy bar, and then you gorge on whatever happens to be in the cabinet, and then 90 minutes later, you're hungry again. Jen, let me tell you something, I eat... My paleo, you know, slash dairy breakfast at, like, 8 or 9 in the morning. I'm so good until like 3 or 4 in the afternoon. I sometimes have uh, some sliced pork in the morning uh, with a green salad and some berries and nuts. And I'm good till like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then I only eat because I know I have to. Like, I'm not really starving. I'm never starving anymore, Jen. I swear to God, the last month and a half, Yay. I'm never starving. I'm only, like, hungry in the sense that I know I have to eat now, so I'll eat. I'm telling you, I've lost, I think, about 10 pounds in the last, um, in about, actually, about the last 10 weeks. So, very slow. Well, good it for works. you.
0: Congratulations.
1: Well, it's not just good for me, Jen. It's good for the world.
0: The universe contains protons, neutrons, electrons, and morons.
1: It, but don't go around
0: preaching that it has to do with grains, because I'm arguing,
2: I'm telling you right now, it's more to uh, do with pesticides.
1: I would <clears> be <throat> selfish, Jen. I would be selfish... And, and uh, remiss in my responsibility as a benevolent human being on this earth to not spread this message that grains are Satan and sugar is Satan to the masses. Because if everyone adhered to those rules and ate without grains or sugar, we would become so much lighter. We'd all become slim and healthy and happy. We wouldn't be dying of diabetes or complications from uh from uh, metabolic syndrome or any of the cured other meat.
2: cured meats, cause colon cancer.
1: Yes, I don't eat any meats with nitrates. That's something else. Yes, of course. If you eat the worst quality meats, that's bad too. I don't eat any meats with nitrates. I try to limit any processed meat, even if it doesn't have nitrates. So in other words, I eat like things like um, you know, just um, a slab of steak or a slab of pork. Um, that's it. So and okay, obviously, cool.
2: yeah, cool. I'll be, and, I mean, cool.
1: Yeah. Every chance you get, though, you obviously try to get the highest quality meat. If, 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 if the berries happen to be organic, get the organic ones. But that, that's a lateral move because you don't have to really train yourself to eat differently by going from conventional fruit and vegetables to organic fruit and vegetables because there's no willpower involved. There's just maybe a little bit more money. The willpower involved is stop, stop eating your damn Cheerios and start eating, you know, your pork salad in the morning because that's supposed to keep you alive forever.
2: A pork salad in the morning? Damn straight. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're feeling better. I have to say, uh, my own opinion on on diet, based on all the research I've done in sum mm-hmm. total, yeah. is that what gives health is, is when you're talking about digesting food and the optimum situation to be with regards to digesting food to have a high capacity to digest it. When you have a perfected body you have a perfected amount of digestive enzymes <clears throat> and then it's just about being aware enough to eat it enough to satiate that need to digest stuff but not go Uh-oh. into the over overload <clears throat> so uh-huh. what, what you're okay. experiencing right now is like yeah. a loss of all that build up of because you're when you when you get fat it's because you're not getting the proper nutrients now the cause of that that could be a lot of different causes. It could be because you're not absorbing. It could be because you're not eating the right things Then you don't eat the right things and it builds up and then it's a snowball effect, right? Incorrect. But you've done a good incorrect. thing because you're getting rid of all of your um, inflammatory uh, things that cause inflammation,
1: incorrect. which I
2: would argue is, is a lot to do with the pesticides. I hate to say it.
1: No, no. Jen, you're totally off base here. The wheat actually, the wheat and the sugar, especially the sugar, um, gets turned into fat by the liver. If you eliminate your added sugar, right there, a lot of the fat builds up, especially the visceral fat that, that's going to kill you. That, that that you know that winds and wraps and and you know and slithers around your your organs and you know and uh, and 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 basically is it, it, it acts as um, garrot is that the right word uh, to your internal organs that's what that's what you you're, you're going to actually be getting less of and eventually your visceral your visceral fat will go away and then your wheat belly will go away and you'll look awesome i mean again not all of us are born with you know the yoga teacher's body like you are
2: i really love how people in your culture always seem to want to attribute hard work to random luck <laughs>
1: I was just baiting you, Jenna. I, I knew I knew this would get to you at some point. Um, I'm not.
2: I'm not irritated. I'm just. I'm always amazed at how people can change. How they can switch cause and effect so, um, so easily without cause like, rela-
1: No, 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 cause and relationship is relative. Because if the universe is a hologram,
2: exactly, that's complete bullshit. Cause and effect no. is not relative.
1: Absolutely, is relative. If if you think of it in an existential way,
2: who
1: just, just listen. It, it's... It, If the universe is truly a hologram and perception (laughs) – and and just listen – and perception and observation collapse possibilities, then we can, with some training, actually kind of create variants of cause and effect. I truly believe that. You can definitely
2: cause and effect in more than one way and more than one scale of magnification than you you realize. That's true. But that doesn't mean that cause and effect are – Relative, what it means is that cause and effect will be true. Same with entropy, mm-hmm. on yeah. every single scale. Now, you relative, couldn't wait to use
1: that word, could you? You couldn't wait to put that I'm word here. I'm annoyed in there.
2: at the theory of relativity. I'm very annoyed <laughs> at the theory of relativity. No, that
1: entropy, entropy. I
2: meant. Well, you entropy lies everything. It's the it's the fundamental. If you can regress your awareness to the entropy coordinate system, then you can unfurl it in Get any coordinate direction. System in there every, direction but a lot of different directions to ladies understand. and
1: gentlemen ladies and gentlemen listeners of the podcast she has used both entropy and coordinate system within about 60 seconds of each other very very clever of her on on one of our subsequent shows not tonight but maybe one of the future shows i'm going to place a, a wager with jen for um i don't know uh, five canadian wooden nickels or whatever that uh <laughs> that she can't go an entire show without using the words coordinate system or entropy or Marxism. And I guarantee she won't, she won't be able to do the whole show without uttering at least one of those words. But I digress. Um, so, and I'd, lo- I'd love to do a show on, on the secret and I'm not an in a of secret, but the secret opens people's eyes up to the fact that, you know, re- reality is slightly malleable. And, and w- once you know that, Life gets a lot more interesting and possibilities of, of happiness and of success and of just your day-to-day inter- interaction with, with matter and time suddenly, you know, get brighter and they start glowing, you know, f- figuratively speaking. I hope I'm not I weirding you out, Jen.
2: If you're going to maximize your – if you're talking about maximizing your satisfaction as being in, uh, somehow connected to how much control you're exerting over reality, you can't properly exert control unless you actually know what it is that you're looking at. So, to me, that, that that because that first step, that that first glance through your ideological lens, that's the thing you always have to be looking back at. You lost me. Well, I'll if you're. That. Hello. sorry, I, I lost track of the original what were we originally <laughs> talking about? It's because it's these concepts are very hard to convey, so I get I have to focus my whole brain okay, on okay, that. Okay. All right. when I'll I tell you what
1: you were saying. You were saying that you have that you have to know what you're observing to be able to alter reality basically something like that. Exactly. Um,
2: I'm if you're gonna affect reality maximally, you need to maximize your own objectivity because it will it will maximize your ability to make accurate assessments of reality at all times. Okay, so you can't give, given can't control something, or... you
0: don't know what you're controlling. Fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, fool me three times and you need to go fuck yourself.
1: Well, um... Thank
0: you for repeating the thing because as you can see, it's, it's not an easy thing to uh, visualize
2: all at once. It's
1: fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, your view on this is kind of like... this. It's kind of like I'm describing a child skipping through a um, a middle school hallway all happy and dancing. And, and Jen is the hall monitor with a sash that says hall monitor. And she jumps out and goes, no, you can't skip like that. You have to, be, you have to know what you're observing and be objective. And I'm like, you know no, how sad I can just skip down the hall.
2: Do you know but how sad it is for me to watch people fake violate the entropy for example try to delude themselves into thinking that they won't become reincarnated and that they can go to some mystical heaven like you know how much that hurts me because what they're yearning for the recipe for finding what it is that they want which is heaven is wrong they're just going to continue to get farther away from that goal the more they practice their religion so obviously Mm -hmm. that breaks my heart because i know that not only not only are they not close to their goal they're not even on the right trajectory to achieve it yeah. True. Wouldn't you be well, dismayed?
1: Well, I know we're not talking about people's religious ambitions, which of course are all you know um, um, futility. Of course, it's all futile, of course, for them. That
2: nihilism that you're espousing right now is what. No, I'm not. I'm saying the, the religious the endeavors are futile. Marxism. Like, I'm
1: so oh my fuck. You had to say it, didn't you?
2: <laughs> I'm telling you that if we had a if we had a core religion in our culture, which we don't, because science disproves, and basically people see science as more prestigious, unless they're in the arts and they want to worship Karl Marx. The point is that people say, okay, well, they know on some level that the religion is false, right? Oh, okay, he Jesus yeah. is whatever. Whatever you whatever you think about false. Jesus, he doesn't represent anything. He doesn't represent anything other than like an. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to insult the Jesus people here, but.
1: No, let's not insult them. Let's
2: insult,
1: them. let's insult people that spend their entire lives reading a book of mythology and basing their entire lives around a fictitious fairy tale. Yeah, let's insult them because um, if, if they would, you know, look at the scientific method and look at evidence and not believe in things without, without evidence, uh, they wouldn't be deluded and they wouldn't be, be running mm-hmm. around waiting for the end days to come and, and you know, and, and, and for this, you know, um, serpentine... Um, uh, Cthulhu, uh, Jesus to, to like, you know, rise from the oceans, you know, and, and, and kill us all or whatever the, um, apocalyptic, um, theme is, uh, as of late. Is that what they think? Is that what they think pretty much? or?
2: <laughs> well, it's, it, he, there's a bunch of problems. It's a, it's a manifold complex problem. Cause I mean, on the one hand, what are you going to say to people? Are you, are you going to ridicule them till they leave their scientifically demonstrably false religion? Yes, But you can't yes, I You am. can't force them into that because they're not motivated by wow. rational thought. Like, they're not motivated by that. And then it's like, why are you part of the religion? Okay, if it's just a cultural norm, well, and you want to be accepted by the Culture people. Is only, Culture is okay. evil. Culture is evil. Oh, yeah. Norm- now, now it sounds like a Marxist. Culture is no, evil. No, I was about to Nazi say. Jen Jen, 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 Jen,
1: No, 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 no. Jen. I was about to say before I was so rudely interrupted by you. After I said culture is evil, I was about to say, not in the way that Marxists and communists say it's evil. Um, I don't mean that. I get
2: it. I get it that you're farther evolved than most humans and you have abilities most humans don't have. But most humans cannot operate on the physical, philosophical musings of a – I don't want to say – I know you're going to get upset that I say coordinate system, but you need a base lens through which you view reality. The scientific method. The (laughs) scientific method. Do you have any that? idea how far off the mark the West is in terms of understanding science?
1: Well, it's a place to start. it's it's a place to start. You can use basic evidence and common sense and compassion and observing nature. You do all those things, uh, religion would just fade away. You know, well, if would, you accept reincarnation,
2: which is reincarnation what
1: I'm is fine. Reincarnation I'm is to fine. I've, well, okay, you were saying on an earlier show that you have a mathematical evidence of reincarnation. Is that accurate?
2: Uh, it's unfalsifiable by um, – it's unfalsifiable to like quantum mechanics. And before anybody gets all huffy and says, oh, if something's unfalsifiable, I don't want to hear it, it's also falsifiable. So my theories are unfalsifiable and falsifiable, and an, ideally a scientific theory is that way. You can, ver- you can verify the scientific theory, and you can never disprove it. So it's like gravity. You, know? it's, you could, it's oh, yeah, it's you gravity, uh, yeah. It's not observed.
1: So you're saying it's verifiable. <clears throat> Excuse me. Verifiable but not falsifiable.
2: Exactly. So uh, I mean it's it's a consequence of the way that the quantum mechanical I didn't do this, by the way. This was it's called a Copenhagen interpretation. And the okay. way that works is they describe for a for a system, the waveform um describes the entire system. So they don't allow for individual systems to be described by multiple waveforms. It can only be one waveform. So for an individual person, it can only be one waveform. Now, that's the quantum mind formulation. So either the mind is a quantum projection or it's a physical computer. And the reason that it can only be one of those two things is that physically we have nothing else. We have no other way. Like a thing is either in quantum potential or it's manifest in reality, and what we experience is a combination of those two states, but there's nothing outside of those two states.
1: What about um, in higher dimensions, would, would there be other states? Would there be something there like... There are um,
2: higher dimensions of energy within this world. Is
1: there a, a quantum version of a Bardo state where, where, where an element or a wave is not quite um, a wave and not quite a particle
2: what do you mean by bardo? Like it's in, in between two states?
1: Yes, yes.
2: Think about a liquid, okay? Okay. There are certain things there's, that are known about a liquid. So that is its volume. That volume doesn't change. Mm-hmm. However, its shape, do you know the shape of a, of a liquid? No. You can't know it independent of its container, right? So if it's Whoa. in a cup, the shape of the cup. If it's in a different, if it's in a vase, it's in the shape of a vase, right? If it's in you, a beer bottle, it looks like a beer bottle, so it doesn't shape. have...
1: Well, you can know the shape of the, um, of the water molecule.
2: Yes, I said boobies. Okay, that's a completely different subject. I'm simply speaking about quantum mechanical. You said, oh, is something be quantum mechanical or not quantum mechanical? I'm saying it can be, it's on a continuum between those two states. So the, the okay. most base state, the least quantum mechanical state ever is called absolute zero. It's just completely 100% still, no thermal motion, nothing.
1: That's theoretical, though, because it's never been actually it's tested.
2: It's not observable by definition.
1: Because you can never bounce a proton off it or a photon off it.
2: Well, the question Correct. is, how do we observe things? And the answer is we have to be able to measure light reflecting off them. That's one way. It's, it's arguably the only way to, to observe something.
1: Can't you observe um, how it affects other matter rather than simply uh, bounce the light off of it?
2: If you were going to observe how it affects other matter, you'd have to measure the light bouncing off the other matter, right? Every measurement fundamentally has to do with how something is moving, and you can't know how something's moving unless you're shining light on it because the light is telling you where the boundary of your system is.
1: For now. Maybe <laughs> that's what? <laughs> Maybe they'll figure out a way to do it without that.
2: Where, where the laws of physics didn't apply. That might not be true.
1: <laughs> oh, Jen. Oh, Jen. Oh, Jen. Oh, Jen. Oh, Jen. Oh, Jen. Um, would you believe that um, I originally wanted to start this um, show off talking about um, how to get into a cult, and we got off on oh, a tangent. Paul,
2: you know what's perfect? Sargon of a CAD did a great video, and, you know, that guy, he's a big sweetie. He's a big sweetie because he's trying to do – He's trying to do his part to contribute to society, and it's it's such an important voice to be heard right now. He did a great show talking about, uh, it was just like a case study of a cult, but generally cults, such a great window into understanding the quantum mind and how the mind functions in relation to other minds and certain needs, and this in fact, it does kind of relate back to your whole, can people truly be atheists question. I would argue that most people, could never actually be a true – in what it means in the true sense of like the philosophical ideal of an atheist as in you don't need any system
1: to be well, happy. Well,
2: you just don't need you just don't need any
1: – no, no, no. It's just you don't need any non-testable, non-fact-based systems with what they're saying. I mean the only reason I don't call myself an atheist is because I just don't like labels, but uh, in every well, what other do you way. See
2: yourself as? What? What do you see yourself as? Nothing. I
1: consider myself as having kinship with atheists. Um, I don't like the uh, the, the uh, strict interpretation of, uh, of what it, atheists um, says they believe and don't believe. So let's just say I'm in the lot with a- atheists, but I don't like any labels. I'm just going to say I'm me and that's it.
2: The risk of that is that subtle cultural programming can sneak in and fuck you over, such as statism, Marxism. God. and and there's a bunch of derivative Marxists see I, I bring, I come back to Marxism because he was highly ladies influential. and
1: gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen Jen's jukebox only has one record in it and she plays it over and over and over again we're going to have to some new records
2: are jukebox. very important Coordinate, how you view it, think of it as the lens through which you view the world so for you your lens is I don't fucking need anything I'm on my own I'm so damn liberated because it's all shit Now, the problem with that is that it's not all shit. There's actually some really good stuff out there. There's some non-shit out there? You have to be open to the existence of this stuff. I am. I am. I know exactly what it is. I'm saying that if you're not open to something existing, you can't observe it based on quantum mechanics. You You can't. That's
1: bullshit. Like, if someone doesn't believe in ghosts, they could still see one and go, holy shit, I just saw what must be a ghost.
2: So they would change their mind at that point.
1: Yes, but they would still be able to observe it without believing in it once it happened.
2: Well, what would happen? If you you observed a ghost without believing in ghosts, you would not think you had observed a ghost, because if you did think you had observed a ghost, you would have to let go of your previous cognitive bias of not believing in ghosts.
1: I can say that I saw what is defined as a ghost.
2: Okay, and wouldn't that cause you to start believing in ghosts?
1: <laughs> no, it, it, w- it would cause me to, to seek further evidence and see if my experience could be duplicated, um, hence the scientific method, of course, of, of being able to duplicate results. Um, and if, it, if I could not duplicate it, I would just um, put it in the bag of experiences known as miscellaneous. And, and Quantum
2: mechanics doesn't work like that. You can iterate all the possibilities for a system and go through them piece by piece and figure out what the truth is. So based on my experience, I can prove reincarnation. You can prove things with regards to any type of conscious entity, as long as you define the system properly.
1: All right. Well, that sounds very all well and good, but it sounds like your methods uh, almost handicap you uh, when you're observing new things, things that you haven't defined yet, things for which there is no glossary for, the unknown, let's say. So do you know, I don't unknown?
2: want to have any unknown.
1: But how do you handle the unknown using your system?
2: By minimizing that which is unknown.
1: (laughs) That's called just living, Jen. (laughs) Every day.
2: For you, the problem is people assume that they have a really unbiased, objective assessment of reality. However, your experience of reality is not meant to reproduce reality. It is meant to make you feel, A, like you exist, B, like you're... Uh, safe and see like you're worthy. Those three things are not categorically, objectively true, but your body espouses them in an or in, in uh, it's an evolved, they're all evolved traits. Yeah, because on- um, so yeah, you're not going to be objective. You're always going to be tainted by your culture because the culture just imposes this myopia. Unless you're actively practicing at all times to bring yourself back to a state of truth, you're going to get stuck in a culturally imposed myopia, w- whether you want to or realize it or not.
1: Motivational speaker, you are not, Jen.
2: No, you don't think I'm like a, what's his name, I want to say Tony Robbins? Um, I need
1: to like, lower my voice a little bit. Just to, like, you're kind of like,
2: this is what you it. are.
1: What, do that again, what did he sound like?
2: I don't know what he sounds like, I just lowered my voice, but I forget. He sounds like he has a really large nasal cavity, and like a kind of comforting... I don't want to say mucosal drip, but I find some people, they just have like a proportion of mucus in their nose that makes them really um, comforting to listen to. I'm mm-hmm. a little shrill, but that's because I'm doing like a social work so that I can knock people out of their Marxist stupor, which requires like a more, you know, You
1: kind, of, kind of remind me of like Eckhart Tolle um, uh, after like an all night bender and if his wife would left him or something. That's kind of what, that's kind of like what you like. You agree?
2: I don't know much about him. All I know is my mom tells me to read him and Deepak Chopra.
1: Deepak is getting a lot of heat from atheists lately. I saw a few debates between him and, um, and Hitchens and uh, those other guys. and
2: um, he's, Did you see the just, one with him and uh, Dawkins?
1: Yes, that's, that's what I meant to say. Between him and Dawkins and uh, Dawkins just say. smacked him around.
2: It's really, it's uncomfortably tense, which is why I want to go and, and debate Dawkins because he, he's like, what do you mean quantum mechanics, blah, blah, blah. And I don't necessarily want to talk about what Deepak was saying, but there, I mean, the field of the mind is definitely the realm of quantum mechanics. It was so tense that you could. It was uh, so uncomfortable. You could see like the beats of sweat warming, eh? Yes. <sighs> You could have attached <laughs> electrodes.
1: You could have attached electrodes to Deepak's forehead and electrodes to like um, Dawkins' forehead, and you could have powered like a um, hundred hundred watt light bulb with all the electrical tension. between the two
2: That <laughs> was awesome.
0: Thanks for listening to Science Boobies, culturally insensitive quantum physics and space time stuff. You can find us on scienceboobies.com. Please send us comments and money.
2: Oh, thank you. He's
0: so. He, he's so uptight.
2: Uh,
1: well, he has to be. There's a lot of idiots out there. There's many, many, many idiots. There's there's um, there's um, a um, there's ten to the one hundredth power of idiots out there.
2: I'm not um, doing my work for idiots. I'm doing my work for people who are really smart and in pain from society, and they don't know why. And my work gives them a voice to, to voice it, and I want their voice to be louder than the idiots because they actually have some logic and substance and capacity to lead, unlike the idiots who are just being led around by what appear to be even bigger idiots, as my video this week proves that George Soros, rather than uplifting everybody to live in a utopia, is trying to slowly, progressively dumb down society and start fucking civil war. Yeah, no thanks.
1: What if um, you would receive... A billion dollars that you could give to any charity you want if you had to spend one romantic night with George Soros.
2: Romantic night with George Soros?
1: A billion dollars to any a code charity code you want. Word? What? What did you say?
2: Is that a code word?
1: Yes, a romantic evening. In other words, you'd have to fuck him. But you'd be able to get a billion dollars for any charity you wanted to. <laughs> would, it be, would it be worth the risk? Worth the the memory?
2: I can't believe you're asking me if I would have sex with the personification of everything that's wrong with liberal democracies.
1: For, for a billion, billion dollars. dollars, you could give a billion dollars to Somalia. You could give a billion dollars to Liberia. You could build. Uh, you could build um, schools. You could dig wells. You could start hospitals.
2: I want to be honest All with you. What? Based on entropy, the thing that caused a problem cannot be the yeah. thing that solves a problem. So, if money caused a problem, yeah. i.e., greed, i.e., corporations coming in and doing environmental mm-hmm. devastation,
1: mm-hmm. if money
2: caused a problem, it can't solve a problem. So,
1: if there are any listeners out there who would have a romantic evening with George Soros for a billion dollars, please email us at um, from the uh, scienceboobies.com website, um, either jen at scienceboobies.com or brian at scienceboobies.com. We <laughs> were curious to know if anyone out there would um, have a romantic evening with George Soros um, and how much money of uh, charity money it would take to do, to do that. Um, anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, well, what are the final uh, thoughts going to be for this show?
2: I think that we've covered a lot of topics we've gone i don't want to say we've gone in circles but we've really we've run circles around our opponents who are non existent because they're too correct, afraid correct. We didn't get any We're more hate mail from lenin did we
1: no no in fact i I would like to see another podcaster or anyone uh you know e- even try to like um, make a critique on our logic and our um our, our, our voice-based um, <laughs> revolution. Uh, but none has come forward yet except for the one Trotsky guy. But you, you shut him down pretty quick. Um, did I? So yeah, 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 you did. Um, I, think, um, I think we have no competition now, and we have only to grow uh, in an unlimited, unrestrained way, um, like, uh, like the Canterby? cancer of truth. Like, oh, I was going to say like the cancer of truth, but whatever. Either one.
2: Oh, yeah, I wanted to say thanks to the viewers for giving us 500 downloads. I think that's amazing that so many people are downloads. listening to mm-hmm. us. Yep. And hopefully appreciating the content. We're always open to new directions. People are, have questions that they're brave enough to learn the real answers to. We're not going to pull any punches. Yes. The only time I pull punches is if I actually feel like someone's existentialist or egotistical cohesion is at risk if they're going to lose their mind by why tell them i'll try to err on the side of not telling them but you know sometimes you just have to let people have the the deeper truths because there are obviously a lot of people working really hard to cover them up and sometimes mm-hmm. you just need a little extra like shot of truth juice and then you can quickly discern through a lot of other bullshit and that's what it takes is a bunch of visionaries to move forward Society hasn't changed directions in a really long time and people running it are getting super lazy and they're just doubling down with their same old scare tactics. But mm-hmm. if you accept well. that you're basically going into tomorrow under uh oppression by a bunch of half wits. Actually to call them half wits would be generous. So just yeah, keep absolutely. that in mind. Absolutely. The true absolutely. order of society is to be ruled by people who are superior to you, who care about you deeply. And who can do a good job of it, not a bunch of psychopathic, disgusting freaks who think that they're going to reincarnate into a machine or live forever or some stupid fantasy thing.
1: I will reality, actually.
2: Reality is not uh, something you can argue your way out of the truth of. So thanks for listening.
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening. And I will personally volunteer, uh, Jen and I both, uh, to lead a revolution and to rule over mankind should that offer ever um, come to the table. Um, talk to you next week everyone or next show thank you so much for listening go to scienceboobies.com for more info don't forget to get your Science Boobies um, podcast t-shirt your Doug uh, Gay Universal Gaylord t-shirt by, at scienceboobies.com uh, you'll be the smartest person in the room if you're wearing that shirt don't forget <laughs> it. also uh, it, it's going to help you out on dates uh, it's going to help you out in, um, in probate court it's going to help you out in job, job interviews it, it's, it pretty much works everywhere so get a t-shirt and uh listen to us and spread the word tell everyone to go to scienceboobies.com, um, spam your friends email, you know message everyone on your facebook tell them to listen because uh there's nothing else out there to listen to it, it's all um it's all uh, uh um prison grade uh <laughs> bullshit uh anyway um goodbye an <laughs> what
2: <laughs> the point is that i'm an asshole filter and if you want to know the truth about something you can just throw me in the mix and it'll pop yeah, right no.
1: out Jen is an asshole filter, so we're going to use her to filter every time we have a show. All right, goodbye, everyone.
0: Bye-bye. This podcast is hosted by Jen and Brian and was recorded using the Internet, which is a series of tubes. Copyright 2016 Intentional Sharfing Media Cartel. Music by Bent Sound. Listen to more episodes on scienceboobies.com. Yes, I said boobies. Goodbye. Now go home and read a book before your brain dies of atrophy.